You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is Friday, May 7th, and we've got Jenna Harner, as always, here to join us on the Friday episode. And we've got a lot to talk about. First, Alejandro Villanueva's comments on Thursday. Whether they were serious, whether they weren't, they talked about the Steelers and drew some questions from the fans. We'll address those comments and what we think on them. Then we want to dive deep on a great story written by Tom Reed of DKPittsburghSports.com about Najee Harris's past. You knew that he you know, hosted a draft party in the homeless shelter he grew up in, but did you know the people that helped him fight his way through a rough young uh, upbringing to become the Steelers' first-round draft pick and the superstar running back he was in college? We'll talk about that story and what we think it does for the Steelers right here on today's episode of the Locked on Steelers. Steelers podcast, which you can subscribe to on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the Odyssey app or anywhere podcasts are hosted. Leave us a five-star review with a positive comment, and you get a shout-out at the end of the show. Let's get into it. So as usual on Fridays, we get our our person, one of our favorite people, Jenna Harner, Channel 11, WPXI, on the show on Fridays to join us. And Jenna, it's rare that we get to like usually we're covering something more newsy that's like straightforward or an analysis. This is more so what I wanted to talk to lead off the show with was with, with, with the Villanueva's comments, which by now most Steelers fans have heard. But you know, again, I, I always find it interesting for you. You've been covering the Steelers for what fifteen months now, maybe. Yeah. Um, so like you, you you've now seen Villanueva be a Steeler, and now that he's he's kind of turned heel with his latest comments. If you haven't seen them, I wrote about them on DKPittsburghSports.com with you know whether or not they they were lighthearted or sense. But Jenna, you know, he made comments about the Castro and how Zeitler for the Ravens was an upgrade over him. He made comments about Juju's TikToks. He made comments about the Steelers' lack of a run game, and it was you know when you read them on Twitter. As I kind of did when, you know, I was filming halftime adjustments yesterday with uh, with Dean and Alvy um, for WPXI now. I, I, I see him on Twitter. I'm like, whoa, okay, so he's got the fire. But then I watch the videos, and I'm like, ah, maybe this isn't as hardcore as it came off to be on Twitter. But I still have mixed feelings about it. What was your reaction when you were seeing this play out? It's so funny because it was the exact same thing. I started seeing like the Ravens beat reporters were tweeting about it. And I was like, oh, it's his introductory presser. This is cool. You know, excited to see what he says. And then the tweet that said it's better for linemen to play for a run first team like the Ravens. And then the quote, I'm assuming it's not as much fun for the receivers because they're not getting all the catches. They're making the TikToks and they're having fun on their social media. You essentially see that and you see the word TikTok and yeah. everybody's, fan, everybody's mind, every Steelers fan's mind associates it with, oh, he's talking about Juju. He's bashing Juju. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. He's, you know, uh, saying bad things about the Steelers, about his former team, you know. But then again, when you watch the video, you can kind of see him like crack a little bit of a smile. Right. 
So it really kind of felt more lighthearted than anything. And then everybody talked about the TikTok uh, that he appeared in of Juju's, which I also loved. I just, I love when stuff like this happens on Twitter because I'm just like, I'm here for it. This is entertaining. <laughs> um, you know, again, I go back to remember this time last year when it was like pre-draft and we had nothing to talk about. So mm. it was good to have some sort of discord uh, considering that we went for so long without sports. But um, it was just one of those things. It was, it, it seemed more lighthearted. It seemed like he was just kind of joking and yeah, maybe he's igniting the flame a little bit, but you know, we know that this rivalry is already here. And if obviously, cause our listeners can't see, I'm like pointing way above my head. We know it's that it's <laughs> very, very, very heated already. So now that he's on the other side of it, of course, he's going to take a couple little lighthearted jabs. And it was funny because I think all the Steelers fans that we saw were like, Oh my goodness. You know, or at least the ones I saw on Twitter seemed to be, you know, before the video, before watching the video of the press conference, you know, how could he say that? This is his former team. And then we saw Zach Banner come out and be like, hey, I really wish him well. And then people were saying, you know, why would you do that? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, because he, he he was your buddy. Of course, you're going to wish your guy well, just not the two times you play him. Yeah. And I think that's the whole thing is that there's like, I don't think that there's this cutoff relationship between the players. Um, I do think that it might've been okay to just not say any of this um, because, because what immediately, what, what, what flipped my trigger when I saw this was when I saw Jamison Henley, who's, you know, at ESPN's AFC North, one of ESPN's AFC North guys, who's long been a Ravens guy. He's never hidden, hidden that. And then I see other like Ravens bloggers and Ravens podcast guy like, yeah, Villanueva. And I'm like, what, what did he say? What, what's happening? And then I see these comments and I'm like, Oh, so this is that. So it, it reads one way. Um, but like you said, like if for him to make a comment about TikTok and people are like, whoa, that's crazy. And then I saw Steelers fans post multiple videos of him with Juju, him with Claypool, him just hanging out and do and, and having having part of the fun. And I'm like, okay, if this guy really did have a problem with the TikTok, he wouldn't have appeared in it, right? And um, and, and then again, the odd shot on David DeCastro when it's like, oh no, these guys commute to work together, like they're they are friends if you t- if you talk to them. Um, so this to me was more of an inside joke that might not just, just didn't come off too well, especially like if he had gone to the bills and did this, it'd be different. If he had gone to the Seahawks or just any random team, but he went to the Ravens and now he's playing for the arch nemesis of the Pittsburgh Steelers and saying those things. I get why fans are tripping. And, and like I said, both of us, when we first read this, I was like, oh, snap, what is going on here? Uh, you know, is this is this some real beef? But it now it comes off like, okay, this was him kind of just, you know, dishing on his guys a little bit. Um, and, and I'm sure they had some banner. And even Zach Banner tweeted out, like, like, yo, this guy's too funny. I He's like, I think he said at one point, like, I would text, I would text him, but he's still on a flip phone. Um mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then he he also said Villanueva was living rent free in some of your head, your, your heads, referring to Steelers fans. And and that's the thing is that like even Banner, who was just there for the last what two years, even got in like okay, this is just him poking fun. Now, will that might this come out on game day? Sure, there might be some some extra tra- trash talk that goes down. But Jenna, it's, I don't see this being some 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 super malicious thing it, it might have been a misstep in how it was how it, he, he should have thought how it would be perceived but i don't think this was a a clobber over the head type of moment where he was like i got the steelers ha <laughs> ha 
Yeah, no. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but this was like talk around the newsroom yesterday. Wasn't Villanueva the one that taught Juju how to drive? Yes, he is. When, when Juju did, was, was riding, was riding in a, a, a bike to practice or practices and then someone stole his bike, okay. uh, which – Oh, those days. Um, remember those days? Well, Jen, Jenna, this 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 is 2017. I still remember every like hour on the news. Uh, every it, it was who has Juju's bike? Have you seen Juju's bike? Where is you? We must find the person who stole Juju's bike. And I mean, it was for a week. It, it was hilarious. And then and then like Juju's just on TV, like you know, yeah, I missed my bike. And people people were trying to make it so sad, like who would steal this 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 20 year old man's bike? Why? And it was just that. That whole thing was insane. But Villanueva was the guy who picked him up and said, I'm going to teach this guy to drive. So, again, that's why I'm just like, I, I don't think and, – and listen, I had uh, I had Josh and Dean on Wednesday, and we were talking about this, and Villanueva was, you know, in Villanueva things. And people didn't agree with some some things that Josh said, uh, you know, about, about Villanueva. But all, all things aside – he's had his divisions with the team, but it's, it's clear that, Hey, they are, they, as people are able to kind of work past it and say, Hey, we can still be friends. Even if we supremely disagree with you on, on this position because yeah. of, uh, because you know, of, of where we are, but I, I that's why I, I still, I took a step back. I knew even the article I wrote about it, I was like, this comes off more like a joke that just didn't land the right way. That's exactly it. It's like if he was a stand-up comedian trying his hand out for the first time at an open mic night and just like that second or third joke just wasn't quite there. Yeah. Like it was all, I don't think there was any ill will behind it or anything like that. And it is going to be exciting to see kind of, uh, one, I am excited to see when we do eventually get to talk to Juju, what Juju has to say about this, because I'm sure there will be some fun thing with that. But, you know, game day when these two play each other, that'll be interesting for me. That's really where I'm going to turn everything towards. It certainly will be interesting. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, there's an amazing story that we're going to share with you all and talk about, um, about Najee Harris and his past. You, you heard about the homeless shelter stuff, but man, there's some really a lot deeper stuff that, that, that went into how he became the man that he is today. We're going to talk about that after this break, but first, a word from our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to BetOnline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word. And that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL's done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Hey, Steelers fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, text DRAFT, that's D-R-A-F-T, to 231 Two, three, one. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by testophen, which helps boost free testosterone 
and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back in shape absolutely free. Nugenics Total Tea is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. And like the TV ads say, she'll like it too. Again, text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host Chris Carter here with Jenna Harner of Channel 11 WPXI. Jenna, so um, we got the chance to be able to do this episode shortly after the uh, publishing of a great article by a colleague of mine at DKPittsburghSports.com, Tom Reed, um, where he talks about Najee Harris. Um, the, uh, the, the article is free right now at DKPittsburghSports.com. If you want to see the background of where this young man came from, what he overcame, as, what his family overcame, how they had to sidestep different obstacles, how to hurdle different obstacles, both players on the field and things in real life. Um, it's an amazing detailed story that he went all the way to California, that Tom Reed went all the way to California to, to meet people and talk to, to, to get, so check it out. It's uh, Najee Harris lived amid two blocks of hell, trained in the dark, dodged trouble at like he dodged defenders. And now it's all daylight. It's a great story here. Jenna, you had the chance to read it. I, it's, it's crazy how it's been a week um, it's, it's, it's literally been a week now since Najee Harris has been selected as Steeler. And it seems like we keep finding out more and more amazing things about how this man be, has become who the, who he is today. Yeah. You, I was funny because you and I were talking before we started recording here. Um, and I bookmarked this article because Tom Reed is absolutely fantastic in his writing. And I, I wish I could have the skill that you and him, like half of what you guys have in terms of the way that you write these stories. But this was just so incredibly moving. Like, I think I'm still a little bit emotional. Just, you know, I, I just read it pretty recently within the last hour here. And it's just, it tells you exactly why he is the way he is. And you know, a lot of people heard from him after the draft in those uh, press conferences we did with him and Steelers fans were already like, oh my gosh, I'm already in love with this guy. I love the way he acts. I love the type of person that he is. You know, he seems like such a great guy. You know, I, um, we mentioned last week, which feels like it was forever ago at this point um, that I had asked him, you know, um, why are Pittsburghers going to love you off the field? And it's funny now because his first thing was, he goes, oh shoot. He goes, well, you know, I'm just me. And then now after I read this a little bit and you get to know more of the type of person that Harris is off the field and the way that he grew up and all of, like you said, all of the obstacles he faced, he did not have an easy childhood at all, but you see just the type of person, how he overcame so much adversity in so many different facets of his life, in school, in his home life, in just walking to where he was training for high school football, all of these things, you know, and just, you see the type of person that he is and you're, you know, you have so much appreciation for everything. And, you know, Steelers fans, like I said, Steelers fans have already mentioned how much they love him, but definitely read this story because you are going to love him as a person even more after this. And just, you know, I have so much respect for everything that he's done and all of the work that he's put in and everything he's done to get to this point right now. 
And, and that's the thing about it is when you read this story, you read about how like, you know, he was training on a football field that had no lights. He was yeah. training, you know, and he would to get to that football field, he had to go through some of some really rough neighborhoods where, you know, you were you're you were at risk for being for being out there late at night or even during the day to get there. Um, and, then, and then like listening to uh, the people that were around him, his mother, uh, you know, his, uh, you know, his, his high school principal, uh, just people in the community. Um, they, they were all people who took care of this man, this, this man. And as a, as a kid, and, and Najee says it in the story, he says, it takes a village to raise a child. And he believes that's what happened. Um, and th- I think that's, what's a great part of this story that people often forget when, we're talking about, you know, people making it or helping, you know, you know, when we talk about inner city youths struggling with, you know, crime and high poverty and, you know, and, and just trying to go to school or trying to get breakfast every morning. It's sometimes that's, you know, I grew up in, I grew up in Homewood. So like I saw it, I saw it here in Pittsburgh and, you know, I saw some, it's some really rough times with people that I knew who had to go through crazy obstacles as well. But it often takes for people to make it through that several different people stepping in, not just the parents, not just relatives, not just one teacher. It's often, you know, a principal, a guidance counselor, a coach, a even a janitor, a pastor, and all these different people putting good into, into children's lives. And it's those type of stories that I think get overlooked when we talk about these athletes who made it. It's like, well, yeah, they made it, but think of all the people that helped this person stay positive despite seeing all this negativity, all these struggles, all this, this despair and just hard, hard, hard life things happening around him to stay focused on his goal and, and, and not just make it, but appear to be a great person through making it. Cause there's plenty of guys who make it and they're great athletes and they deserve to be celebrated, but you know, but they, they aren't the best people. They, they make, they make poor life decisions. They do things that hurt other people. This is a guy who, again, we talked about on draft night was hosting his draft party at the homeless shelter that he grew up in that talks about how he wants to improve people's, you know, he, he wants to fight property discrimination against black people and what, and, and what goes on there. It's those type of things that I'm like, Whoa, this is extremely impressive to be this composed and this competent of an individual, despite all of this, on top of being the best running back of his NFL draft class. On top of being as skilled as he is. And I think that just rings so true. Like, again, the fact that, um, you know, the morning of the draft one, he woke up to train with his trainer in California yeah. because he didn't want to miss a day. But then the fact that one of the first things he wanted to do was go back to the homeless shelter where he spent part of his childhood and give back to those kids. And we heard him talk about it in his press conference and legitimately say, hey, I am here for you. He goes, they might've not thought I was serious. And you can see him being like, no, I was really serious. I was, he emphasized that like two or three times. Like I wanted to tell these kids, if you need me, I will be here for you. I'm going to do all that I can to be here for you. I'm never going to be too big for you. And hearing a man like that in his young twenties be as composed, like you said, just kind of speak the way that he speaks as eloquently as he does. When it comes to a lot of these things, like I can't even speak eloquently on those types of things. And you just listen to him and just, it's so amazing for someone as young as he is to just be as composed with those types of things, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. We're going to take another quick break. We come back. I want to keep talking to Jenna about this story and not just this story, but how it projects to be 
some some how he continues to project to be someone the Steelers are going to have in the locker room for the next several years. Um, because I think that that's being overlooked as well as far as who, you know, what what kind of person you're introducing to the Steelers environment. But first, we're going to talk to you about our friends at Built Bar. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. There's so much to enjoy. And also, don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carr here with Jenna Harner. We're talking about Najee Harris's amazing story. If you want to read a compilation, just the, the, the detailed and amazing work, it's a great read. I suggest you go check it out right now. It's by Tom Reed um, of DKPittsburghSports.com, a guy who, that guy edits my work. Let me tell you, like Tom always is giving me great pointers on writing things, and I'm always making sure I'm listening because he writes stories like this. This man is amazing, and you can only read his work right now at DKPittsburghSports.com. He's been doing great stuff on all the different sports, but um, but what he wrote about Najee Harris just further illustrated a story that I don't think has been fleshed out enough um, in the past. And there's people who have written about Najee and the things that he's gone through, but man, you know, when you read about like how his, his math teacher Brandy Brandy Thompson would go over, you know, would would how, you know would step into his life, how he would sneak into an abandoned uh, training gym with this trainer uh, that 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 he worked with, that like those type of things, and he had people that were looking out for him. That's amazing. But then again, when you you know when you listen to how he talks about it and how he how the, how Najee has basically become family to so many different people because of the kind of person he is. It makes me think, Jenna, about the family environment that people always talk about with the Pittsburgh Steelers because everyone's always saying, you know, when you talk to like Jericho Kachi, who's with the Steelers for like a few seasons, was like that place is a family. You know, like you know, there's the people have nothing but high. Well, there's some of they have they have not nice things to say, and that's them. But the the large majority of people that talk about the Steelers when they're there, like this is a different kind of organization. The way they take you in, the way they push you, the way they how they're straightforward with you about what your future is or what your responsibilities are. And now you get this guy, Najee Harris, who has been a part of so many other people's families and has been through the worst of it and found a way to be the best of the best of himself. I think this projects not just as a great feel good story for the Steelers, but maybe another great person that you can rely on to kind of shape your locker room for the next few years. Yeah, he is just going to be an absolute light in this locker room. And of course, when rookies come in, they're always, you know, oh, hey, Rook, all that. And of course, I think with the first round draft pick too, you're obviously given a little more of, okay, it's like, we know, we know you're good. We know you're good. You're still a rookie type thing. But I just think that what he's going to bring to this locker room for years to come, I think the night that he was drafted, a lot of people that I talked with 
felt like he was going to have that Cam Hayward type of presence. Mm. And that just kind of seemed very, I was like, yeah, no, I could absolutely see that. Of course, Harris is going to have his own presence in that locker room, but you just see someone that is going to be so excited to give back to this community. So excited to be a part of Steelers nation. So excited to welcome this fan base in and have this fan base know exactly who he is and what he's going to bring and what he's going to want to do both on and off the field. And I think that he, you can just, again, by reading this story, by listening to him speak, you can just kind of see that he is someone that's a very, you know, lead by example type guy, but lead by example in every facet of his life. Right. And that's the thing is when you, you, and you need people who lead by example, but also lead in the moment. And that was something that he did at Alabama too, was like, you know, oftentimes when, when, when the, when the nitty got gritty, he that, that man was, was, was like at, at the front of the line saying, let's go guys, we got this and supporting his teammates. And again, and, and not just in the obvious ways, you know, we talked about how, again, this man drove nine hours from Dallas to Tuscaloosa, Alabama to, to get to see his buddies, um, you know, you know, to, to perform in their pro day as they get ready and, 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 and be there to support them when he didn't even need to do that. And, you know, before he did that, and if you listen to when he tells that story, he said, the biggest thing that I didn't, that I wanted to do is like, I wanted to get there before 7am because that's my scheduled workout every morning. And mm-hmm. I had to get that workout in and the night of the, the morning of the draft, he's working out. Like that's who this guy is. He's just in constant shape and always fighting for that. But also while doing that, also fighting for other people and also trying to figure figure things out here. It's those type of things. When you find a guy that balanced, you know, it's rare to find a person I think that that can put together all those types of things in, in any walk of life. But when you find a guy who can be a, a premier talent in the NFL and potentially be a leader, you know, we're talking about how this team is going to have to reshape or rebuild when Ben Roethlisberger leaves. But what can help it maintain its core is, you know, they have several young players in the roster right now, whether it's Minka or whether it's Stephon Tewitt or Devin Bush or Chase Claypool or Juju Smith-Schuster or Kevin Dotson. He's going to add right into that mix. And you have all these presences who they're not shy about, about taking on big roles. They're not shy about stepping up in these big moments. We've seen a lot of these guys do that already the Steelers may be positioning themselves with another leader like this in Harris to be able to say in the next few seasons, whenever Ben does retire, that they've still got the core and the nucleus together. That's going to keep this team plugging forward, getting winning seasons and, and being competitive every year. Yeah. I think you mentioned it perfectly. Just like the core and the nucleus, like he's just going to add to that in such a good way. And he's just going to bring, you know, yes, he's bringing youth. Yes. He's bringing an abundance of talent, but he's also bringing in everything that he brings off the field. I think the thing to me that sticks out the most in my mind about him was after the Rose bowl, when he did the Megan Rapinoe celebration and I love people which amazing in itself. You're like, okay, that's really cool. Like everybody was doing that celebration at the time because it was awesome. But then he was asked about it afterwards. And this is actually, um, Tom put this in his article as well, but his quote about that was, you know, she's a feminist and how she talks about how women get unfeated or treated unfairly, how they get paid differently. And he basically applauded her on her stance on social injustice and um, equity and equality and just, Hearing again, he's a college student saying these types of things. He doesn't have to say these things. No one's forcing him to say this. This was something on his own where he's like, yeah, I wanted to do that celebration because I wanted to pay tribute to her because I think she's awesome and the work that she's doing is awesome. So I think to me, that was just one of those like poignant moments where you really realize, oh, this is a really, really, really special guy. And I think the Steelers are going to be very, very 
very excited for what he brings, not only on the field, but what he's going to bring in that locker room and off the field for years to come. Absolutely. I mean, and we're, you know, we're talking about, you know, Villanueva, a guy who stood up for what he believes in. And this appears to be a guy who's going to stand up for what he believes in. And even if those beliefs are, are, are different, um, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how he fits in with the Steelers and how quickly he sort of ascends to that leadership role. Because like, like with Minka Fitzpatrick, Minka was the leader of Alabama when he was there and, and he was the guy. But as soon as he came to the Steelers, you know, he was he was battling, but he wasn't the guy trying to take over the leadership role right away. He understood that there's there's deference to the guys like Joe Hayden, who have been, been around for quite some time. And he has to learn the system and gain respect. And now you're seeing him start to do that. And we'll see him. I think we'll see him be more of a leader in the, in the coming years. Najee Harris is a, is a guy who looks like he can also be absolutely that. So um, I, I'm, I'm right with you, Jenna. This this has the makings of being someone or he has the makings of being someone that Steelers fans will fall in love with quickly and stay in love with for years, um, especially if he's making the plays on the field, because I think that he will continue to be a great person off the field. Absolutely. No, it's just, it's, it is exciting. And it's just, you know, seeing these types of things again, I think so many people worry about the future with this team and a lot of fans are questioning what's it going to be, what's it going to happen. When you have a guy like this in your locker room, this brings a lot of stability that sometimes would be caused by turnover by again, potentially when Ben does decide to retire, those types of things. This is that like steadying of the ship presence. Absolutely. And setting the ship that's what that's what the Steelers need is to stay steady in those in those times. Um, Jenna, thanks so much for being on the show. As always, we always appreciate and adore you for being on the Friday episode every single week. You uh, you hold it down as 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 good as anyone can ask you to. Um, please let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. You're the one that holds it down. I'm just here to <laughs> in the little way that I can. So thank you for that. That's very kind of you. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11, uh, Instagram at Jenna underscore Harner. Um, lots of stuff coming up on WPXI. Just everything seems to be crazy and happening. We found out rookie mini camp is uh, next week. So that will be, uh, we'll be diving into that penguins playoffs right around the corner, getting ready for the Olympics coming up in a couple months. So lots of very exciting things, but definitely tune into uh, WPXI and uh, check out my socials. Cause we got a lot happening there. Yes, indeed. Do check out Jenna Harner. She she is doing a great job over there with Channel 11. Um, you guys can follow me, Chris Carter, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Carter Critiques. Um, you can also subscribe to the Locked On Steelers podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the Honesty app. Um, if you rate us five stars and give us a positive comment with those five stars, you get a shout out at the end of the show because you help us a ton, just like this person did with their five star review. Steel Heel 07 uh, says, "Great Pittsburgh style podcast. It's a great show. Thank you." And you can keep it. You, it can be something as short as sweet as that. We appreciate any time someone leaves a five star review because you're helping get the word out about what we're doing here on Locked On Steelers. Also, be sure to subscribe to where I where I work, DKPittsburghSports.com. I give you all my analysis. But you'll also get people like Tom Reed, people like Dale Lolly, people that, you know, that, that I work with and I learn from in the business. It's a great place to learn as well as Dan Kovacevic. And you'll also get that for the, for the Penguins, the Pirates, Pitt, Penn State, all the different sports here right in Pittsburgh. We're going to take, take the weekend off, you know, enjoy our next few days. But I'll be back in the ears Monday talking more on your Pittsburgh Steelers right on the Locked On Podcast Network.